All right, so on today's episode, we have a very special guest. We have Val in the house. What's up, Val? How you doing? Doing great. Good. I'm so glad that you're here because today we're going to talk about uh, your journey um, this past year, uh, 2019 to 2020, with your health journey um, and having to deal with uh, PCOS. Um, that's such a huge thing, um, and a lot of women I know are struggling with that, and um, and how to overcome that and actually still make progress in your health while you have that. So, uh, real quick, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Oregon. I was actually born in Russia, but um, I'm originally from Oregon. Uh, lived in Missouri for a few years, still um, learning to love it. <laughs> Um, I work in uh, the ER registration at Bothwell. Uh, that's so far what I do. I don't know, still planning on, you know, going forward with my career somewhere, but for now I'm there. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Married and no kids yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. Well, um, let's dive into uh, life before you officially started your health journey. What was that like? Tell us a little bit about P PCOS. What is What is that and how you actually changed from not making any progress to making progress. Right, so PCOS initially, when I was diagnosed with it, it was like 2016. And the way the doctor explained to me is it's basically the cysts on the ovaries that you get. And um, it basically causes your body not to ovulate and therefore you basically don't have a period for so many months or whatever. And that causes a lot of levels and um, the main thing is to diagnose what kind of PCOS um, that you have. So mine was insulin resistant. So I was um, not processing sugar the way that I should have been. And so I was just gaining weight. And that's the number one thing they tell you is um, when you have PCOS, losing weight is basically impossible. And your only choice is to take metformin or um, birth control to try to, you know, jumpstart your period and get that. And basically, you just kind of have to learn to cope with it day to day. So for the most part, I mean, I wasn't really working out because my initial thought is, what the heck? What's the point? I'm not going to lose the weight anyways. Why am I going to stress myself out? You know, I tried different diets to, you know, that they say with PCOS is good. Like um, the keto diet, they say is good with PCOS. But the more research I did, it was actually worse. Because they say, like, if you have PCOS, you can't eat dairy, for example. In the keto diet, you're eating a lot of fat, dairy, stuff like that. So I've done a lot of diets with that, um, trying to, um, you know, lose the weight a little bit here and there. But every time I would stop, I would just get all that weight back up where I started. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And trust me, girl, I have been there and it's a horrible cycle to be in. So right. how, how'd you, how'd you hear about me and, and the in-body scans? Where'd you hear about that? So initially I overheard actually a conversation between uh, my sister-in-law and I believe your sister-in-law. Um, I was babysitting their kids and they were kind of talking about it in the corner and um, they were talking about like foods you can and can't eat. That's kind of how I overheard it. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. And then my family, my in-laws here in Sedalia, they would talk about it eventually here and there at stuff, but nothing was like directed at me like, hey, you should check this out. It was just conversations I overheard. And that's when I was like, you know what, this kind of sounds like something maybe I may be interested in. And so that, that's when I reached out to you um, and messaged you. And that's when I came in for my first in-body scan 
was I think the beginning of 2019. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's been a while. I think it's, it's coming up like two years. So, yeah. um, what did you gain from that experience for some people who are listening, who actually never done an in-body scan? What did it tell you? So it tells you obviously what your, um, fat body percentages are and where, and it tells you your water. And then it, it what I really liked was the fact that it told me like how many calories I can consume on a daily basis without having to work out. Um, and seeing that for the first time, I was like, I'm pretty sure I eat more than that. <laughs> um, but I, I really like that. And I really like seeing the number on the scale, mostly because before that I was always afraid to step on the scale. It, it, it was a terrifying experience for me all the time. So seeing that and just seeing like the body weight of different parts of your body and mostly why, because when you have PCOS, actually you gain right there at your belly is where you gain the most fat. And that's because of, you know, the insulin resistant body and everything else. And so that was interesting to see is, um, you know, the different um, fat levels of the, or percentages of the body. So. Right. So you get your scan, you see how many calories your body needs based off of your height, age, weight, body fat, all that good stuff. So what did you start doing after that? Like for somebody who uh, wants to get a scan and kind of an idea of like what they should be doing after the scan, which I go over it with them, but what did you do specifically? How did you change your meals, your activity? So what I did specifically after I did the in-body scan, um, so I started off with juicing. I've done juicing before and I loved it and I wanted to kind of get my body into gear to be able to um, change the lifestyle that I was eating. And so I started off with juicing. I did a week of just straight juicing and that's God just, bless you. <laughs> yeah, that was just for me, for my own, like, okay, I'm starting something new. Let me cleanse my body for a week. And then I started new. So when I started counting my calories, I would track everything on my fitness pal. And I quickly started seeing what kind of things I probably shouldn't be eating because they were taking up so many calories, but I was still hungry afterwards. So I changed my route to um, starting to eat just like veggies and then the protein. And that was pretty much what I stuck to was my veggies and my protein um, is what I pretty much stuck to. Eventually, like sometimes I would have other stuff, other pizza, whatever. But that was the main focus that I stuck to was the veggies and the protein. And then what I started doing aside from that was I was walking daily and I started walking every day. I did five miles a day. That was my goal. Uh, five miles a day is what I walked. And I would just walk out to the park and I wouldn't stop until I was done. When my fitness uh, band told me I've reached my five miles, I knew I was good to go. I love that. Can you give an example of uh, a, a, one of the big questions I get is what do I start eating? Like what's an actual meal? You said meat and veggies. Can you be more specific? Like what would you have for lunch? What would you have for dinner? Right. Um, so basically I'm not a big breakfast person. So I literally don't eat breakfast on a day to day. I just, nope, not me, not the eggs. I just can't do it. So I would, my breakfast or my lunch initially would be big because I skipped breakfast. And so I would have my lunch at like noon to one o'clock because that was right before I went to work. So that would be like my biggest meal of the day. And so it was usually like a big salad, like I would get my greens and then I would add in the veggies. Some people say like, for example, even with PCOS, they'll tell you, don't eat the carrot. It has a lot of sugar, you know, don't eat that vegetable it has a lot of sugar. 
but I still put it in there because at that point I was just cat. Uh, calculating my calories. I wasn't doing anything else. So I put in the extra veggies because I wanted flavor in my salad. I'm a big flavor person. So I would put, you know, the greens, the carrot, the bell pepper, the tomato into my salad, the cucumber, some onion. And then I would have a protein. So it varied on a day-to-day basis. But for the most part, I stuck to chicken and um, fish because I love salmon. So that was my like big thing. So I would stick to chicken and fish. And then for dinner, I would have something, I don't have a very physical job, but I would have something higher in protein and I would do less of the greens. So I would still take a salad with me, but then I would have more chicken or um, more uh, salmon or more even tuna I ate a lot. So it would be the higher in protein for dinner than it was for lunch. For lunch, I just, whatever I was hungry, that's what I ate. But for dinner, I definitely ate a bigger portion. Did you enjoy all the meals you were eating? Yeah, I actually did because I got to be creative with my meals. And I even like, um, I get to, we got a little griddle thing outside. And so I got to like uh, change it up a little bit. So it wasn't something like I constantly had to bake my veggies. No, I got to go grill them. And I, you know, I ate that. And I started to learn like what vegetables I liked that I didn't know before that I I like. So I started eating um, new vegetables that I've never even probably ever got at the store before. I love that. And that's why that's so important because you said about the same three amount of protein and the same veggies. And so for a lot of people listening, they're probably like, "Ugh, that sounds boring or that doesn't sound good. No, that's the thing is there's so many different types of protein sources. There's so many types of vegetables pick three to five and just rotate them out, be creative, put different seasonings, cook them differently, and make it enjoyable for you. A lot of people ask me what I eat, and if you follow me on social media, whether Instagram or even Snapchat, I post a lot of foods I eat. You will notice, like, I'll go a whole week, and I'm like, this week, it's all about sandwiches. I just love me some chicken sandwiches. I'm not bored of it because I crave it and I enjoy it. Next week, is probably going to be different. For me, I'm okay with eating the same thing, especially if you enjoy it. So I love that you're being very simplistic. You have your favorite sources. You rotate them out. You know how much protein to have for lunch and dinner, what works best for your schedule. Very, very impressive. So Mm -hmm. you started tracking. You're eating healthier. You're walking five miles a day. God bless you. That is amazing. Um, Let's go over some of your results emotionally, physically, Um, what happened after a year of doing this? So I started feeling a lot better. I started noticing a lot more energy. I didn't have to take, so I took vitamin D on a daily basis because that's also one of um, the deficiencies you have with PCOS that a lot of people don't even know about actually, um, because I didn't know until two years of having PCOS that I had a vitamin D deficiency. So um, I started feeling way better. I started having more energy. And I actually, because I started having more energy, I started challenging myself more. So I started doing some um, straightening exercises. I started running, which I didn't know I love until I started running, but I actually really enjoy it. Um, So I would make small, after, after doing that for a while, I started feeling the energy. I was feeling good. I was getting a great night of sleep. And not only that, um, my period started stabilizing. My period started stabilizing. And that's one thing that people don't have with PCOS. So my period started stabilizing and it came to the point where I was on track every month 
Yes. So I wasn't having like delayed or longer periods or any of that. I was on track all the time. And actually I stopped for myself. It wasn't like a doctor recommendation, but I stopped taking my metformin to see, you know, whether I still had insulin resistance or not. And I actually got blood work done. I requested that from my doctor to see if that was still something I had. And my numbers were in the clear, like I was doing really yeah. good. I did not have insulin resistance anymore. Now that doesn't mean your PCOS still goes away because I had uh, an ultrasound done and I still have those cysts on my ovaries. You know, they don't really disappear. So I still have that, but I'm managing everything else because I was able to change my diet and my lifestyle and everything else. So that is amazing. You know, yeah. we hear it's diet and exercise, but it's literally diet and exercise. It really like, is. Like it's, there's no secret magical formula or this workout plan or this meal plan. No, just clean up your eating, eat a little bit better move yeah. a little bit more, give it time, which everyone doesn't like when I say it, like be patient and consistent. It's not going to happen in a week or month. It's going to take a couple months, even a year or two to yeah. see the benefit of it. But oh my gosh, if you're handling it so much better, amazing. So you're, you're challenging yourself more, which I love. You're feeling better. You're feeling more energized. Um, what about like, uh, other experiences, whether shopping or buying, you know, buying clothes, eating out with friends or family. So eating out, actually, it's, it's been an interesting experience um, with friends a lot of times because I'll go out with people and they're like, oh, but you can't have specific things, you know, and stuff like that. But me, I know how many calories I'm allowed. I know what I'm allowed and what I'm not. So for me, I mean, that hasn't changed a lot other than now I pick different foods that I probably would have never picked on the menu before um, to try out that I actually fall in love with. Like at Panera, I would have never tried the Mediterranean sandwich that I have and I actually enjoy it. So I try new things um, more now than I did before because I used to stick to what I know, right? Your pasta, your whatever sandwiches. I stuck to what I know and now I'm, you know, uh, reaching out and eating other things. And as far as shopping, it's still always hard because as soon as I come in, I go to extra large when now medium and it's still always hard to change my direction, change my routine. It is hard. And I remember you mentioning that and I'm like, oh, sister, you're preaching to the choir. I remember like beelining towards the XL and it's like, no, Tanya, now you're a large or now you're a medium or now you're a small. And it's yeah. so hard to grasp it because we identified ourselves as a larger person and that was our go-to. Mm -hmm. So to change our internal dialogue of how we actually are right now, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so it so is. I, I totally hear you. So um, for those who are wondering, how much weight have you lost from the beginning of last year, January 2019 to now? So overall, I lost 50 pounds. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And I, yeah, and I did not notice the drastic change in myself. I'm I know other people seen it and people told me, but in myself, I didn't see it until I was about 30 to 40 pounds in. Thank you. Thank that's you. when I was like, that's when I was like, holy crap, I actually lost the weight. <laughs> and that's when I seen it in myself. And I like that you're mentioning that because I'll have people who are down like 10 or 15 pounds and they're like, oh, you know, they'll send progress pictures and they're like, I, I know the scale's going down and I feel my clothes feel a little bit different, but man, my pictures, I kind of still... Uh, look the same and I'm like hey it's 
it's okay. Like you're really not going to notice a difference until you're about 20 to 30 pounds lost to really see a difference in, in your body. So I love that you shared that. So your story is incredible. It, it, you know, for a lot of people, not just losing weight, it's, it's already a battle physically, mentally, because you don't feel good. And then mentally you failed so many times. You're like, great, let me try another diet or another, you know, healthy lifestyle change. You know, like there's so many battles internally and physically, but you even had a bigger struggle because now you have PCOS, which makes things a lot more difficult. And I'm sure there's times when you probably wanted to quit mm-hmm. in or like not want to keep going. For those who are struggling with that motivation to keep going, because everyone can get started, that's easy. But what helped you to motivate you to continue that momentum? What were you doing to not stop until you were proud of your of your health? So the biggest thing for me was um, finding support people around me um, that would be there for me no matter what. So me, that was my husband. Um, I don't have like my immediate family close by. I only have my in-laws. So for me, finding somebody that was able to support me, you know, and keep going. And then there was you because there was times when I was ready to give up and I'm like, I just need an in-body scan. I need to know that what I'm doing is working because I was not seeing results. Yes. Message you, I'm like, God, I need to see you. <laughs> I may not see it, I may not feel it, but on physical paper, I'm seeing results. And so I'm like, okay, I can do this. let's keep going. Yes. So those were the two big me that kept me going and then surrounding yourself with people that are you know it in on the same journey as you that's I think the biggest thing to on the same journey as you so I some of the girls that I actually work with that I seen every single day at work they were also on track even though they were doing different things they were also on track on their health journey and just being able to talk about it with somebody even though you're doing something different to talk about it with somebody that can be like, hey, you know, let's keep doing this or, you know, yep. keep pushing it or that would give you, you know, little advice here and there. Like this person would say, I do this kind of workout, you know, and yep. if something is not working for you, it, you could change it up because you have somebody telling you, hey, this is working for me, yep. you know, as a workout and stuff like that. So I love just that. those are the biggest surrounding yourself with, you know, somebody that would help you. Yep. Your yeah. environment plays a huge role. And I love that your husband is so supportive. Um, I do have a lot of clients that their husbands don't care. They eat whatever they want. So it's harder for them to stay on track. So if you, my most successful clients are those that uh, they'll come in as a pair, like a couple or two best friends because of that support. It makes life so much easier. I lost my 50 pounds with my husband. Um, Not only did I have a coach, but I had somebody that constantly talked to and motivated and, Hey, try this new exercise or blah, blah, blah. So it made things a lot better. But, um, here's my question to you. Final question. Who would you recommend to take the in-body scan? I think it's good for everyone. Uh, No matter what your size is, no matter what your body type is, I think it's good for everyone because you could see where you're at. Mm -hmm. Um, because even though you may lose a lot of weight, it's good to see where you're at because that helps you to see, you know, and set your next goals. At least that's what it did for me. It helped me set my next goal. So I really think it's, it's really good for anybody, um, especially anybody struggling with, you know, any kind of, anybody telling them that you can't do this, go, go get it done and, and try it for a month. Because even after a month, you will see results on an in-body scan, even if you don't see it in yourself. 
yeah. or if you don't see it on the you know scale i think you'll still see results because there was sometimes where i would step on my morning scale and i did not see results but i came in on your in-body skin and i was still seeing mm -hmm. something yep you know so i think it benefits anybody no matter what level you're at i love that yeah it's very true and everyone's like really getting a weigh in yourself is motivating and i'm like Trust me, when you step on that in-body skin, it's addicting. I will have people who religiously come every single month, like once a month, every four weeks. They're like, Tanya, let's do this. I'm going to see you. We're going to apply everything you said, and we're going to, you know, do this. And um, it is motivating, and it goes beyond the scale, because sometimes the scale is like the same number, but then you're down like 2 or 3% body fat, and you're like, hey, there we go. Right. So I, I love that. Uh, and the reason why I ask, because I can talk about all I, I want, because I see the power of it, but it's so much more better when people who truly right. stick to it and do a scan a couple times a year or every month. I mean, that's a true testament because you've lost 50 pounds. You kept pushing yourself, whether in your nutrition or your activity, um, and even going beyond that. So I'm just so proud of you. Thank you for sharing your story, uh, your PCOS, to give people hope that, hey, you do have control. It just yeah. takes discipline and, hey, just brush up on some of the food you're eating brush up on your activity, yeah. meaning move a little bit more and your symptoms will decrease and you will feel so yeah. much better. And my favorite part is that your hormones actually balanced out and you're able to have normal periods. That is huge. Yeah. It is so, 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 so huge. And a lot of people actually don't know that when you track your food and you actually have a good balance of macros, protein, carbs, and fat, I have had so many clients tell me, Tanya, I'm, I'm actually regular now because they're regular in their nutrition. You feed mm -hmm. your body correctly, your body will reward you by balancing out hormones. Or I have some women who, um, <clears throat> um, who have like hot flashes at night. And um, after a couple of months of upping their protein and moderate carbs and fat, they're like, Tanya, I don't have hot flashes anymore. And I'm like, I know because your hormones are balanced out. Yeah. So, so many people are slowly taking, getting off of medicine, which is, huge so yeah and that was one of the reasons why i increased my protein i actually heard your podcast how eating more protein would help um you know with your regularities and stuff like that that's what i was listening to one of your podcasts that you had out there and that's why one of my meals was not so much protein based and the other one was protein based and i noticed a huge difference when i started applying that so yeah yes it's so awesome and i even noticed it for myself um, when I increased my protein, I mean, I went from like 10 grams a day to about a hundred and I'm like, Oh snap. Like this is so much better. Um, so I want to say thank you so much for, for joining us, for sharing your story. It's so, so powerful. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend or family member who needs to be encouraged and inspired. And I will talk to everybody later. Thank you so much for joining until next time. Thank you Val for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Bye.